What's up, everyone? Welcome to The Preeminent, where we focus on becoming the best versions of ourselves in five key areas, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, and spiritually. Today, I'm with health and fitness specialist, Frank Dagg. What's going on, Frank? What's up, Jordan? How are you, man? Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Man, look, we just want to go back to like the very beginning of your story, man. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get to exactly what you've accomplished throughout the podcast. But man, tell us who you are. Awesome. So I'm just, uh, I'm just a regular kid from uh, Yonkers, New York. Um, I was born and raised here my whole life, turned 27 years old in December. Um, I fulfilled one of my passions with becoming a Yonkers firefighter about four years ago now. I think it was four years in September. And then from there, I was fortunate enough, fortunate enough to move forward and open up two businesses that I have here in Westchester. So the first is called Transform Fitness, Team Transform. And I own that with my two partners, Brian Harrington and Ryan Boyle. And then also I have the Style Society, which uh, was, it's an awesome thing. It's a barbershop. It's called the Style Society Barbershop by Joseph Smith. And it's across the street from Iona College, underneath the off-campus dorm, which is the college that myself and one of my partners there, Roger, graduated from so it's just that's about 10 months old it's come full circle and um the last few years i'd say like the last three years i always gauge it by how old the gym is because that's when everything started really turning for me but i'd say so the last three years have really been un- unbelievable the gym's third birthday is in i think like eight or ten days so it's just it's been oh. a blessing yeah it's been an overall blessing all around that's awesome bro first off i, I do want to say man thank you for your service um hey, i appreciate absolutely, it brother. absolutely and uh man like you know you and i met back in back in january and we i mean i'd like to say we hit it off pretty pretty quickly it was like just saw the guys sitting on you know the little yeah. brick thing at the house and it was just yeah, we were sitting we were sitting outside by the bricks by the tree yeah it's just like <laughs> let's just strike up a conversation and uh i remember you know talking to you about the barbershop um and kind of why y'all, why y'all got in there? Because, you know, obviously I had that hair transplant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, man, just, just to let you know, it's coming in pretty strong. I was going to say, um, on, I guess whatever this, you know, we're on Zoom right now. So I'm sure this side, so whatever, I don't know if that's your left or my right, however we're seeing it. Yeah, there, the one you just turned towards. It's coming in a lot over there. Yeah, dude, way more than what, what it was when, when you and I had seen each other last. Um, oh, congrats, man. If, if uh, that ever is a thing for me, I'll tell you right now, I'll drop whatever money I need to to get my hair restored because I am vain as hell. I am yeah. super vain. And, and just in a way of actually, you know, I care about the way I look. But what is it? But you're good, dude. You have like the thickest hair I've ever freaking seen. <laughs> so, honestly, it's, it's not that great. But, you know, it's funny, actually. One of my insecurities growing up, like I didn't give it, you know, I'm, I'm short. I'm like five foot six. Mm-hmm. I'm, but one of my insecurities growing up, it was never like, oh, like being short or anything. And it was always, it's so weird. My family would say, it, it was always like, I don't know, is, is my hair missing here? Do, am, am I, am I <laughs> like, when you told me that in Arizona, I was like, I resonated and like fell with you so hard because I, it was like a crazy thing for me because when I would always gel my hair, you remember the show, uh, The Gotties, like growing up Gotti? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Italian, yeah. Very Italian, like Guido show. And I'm, I'm here from New York. So it's like, you know. And I would, so I would try to gel up my hair and think I was going to have a blowout, like you're 17, 16 years old. And when I was born, I was born, instead of my hairline being like all these cool guys, when they have like a straight hairline right across, I have like a deep widow's peak. So I would gel this up and I would look like frigging Vladimir the vampire. <laughs> oh man. At a young age, I was like, yo, that, that was my insecurity. 
So, so man, let's like, cause you're in a, you're involved in a lot of different things. You, you own a barbershop, you own a gym, you're a personal trainer, you're a public speaker, you're a firefighter. Like you, you wear several, several different hats. Um, let's talk about actually like being a firefighter real quick. Like what, what was that driving force? Um, so you wanting to become a firefighter. So when I, when I was younger and my, my parents told me a lot of this because I obviously didn't, re- didn't remember it perfectly, but they just told me at a young age, I was always really obsessed with, you know, just like any other kid, like a fire truck goes by, you're looking out the window, you're pointing, you're excited. So I really had a, I had a deep love for, for just that whole thing. And I liked like just being active. I liked the whole thing about, about what at that point was their job and, you know, the trucks, the ladders, little bit of taking that risk and you know going into the fires and stuff it, it was a lot for me that I, I enjoyed it was stuff that really resonated well with me and then what happened was which kind of really turned it and I grew a, a big love was right around when 9-11 happened I think I was in fourth grade it was in 2001 and my teacher Miss Tacoma she had us send what was called Flat Stanley which is like, it's a children's book. And then it's a short book, Flat Stanley. He gets like flattened by a bookshelf and then he goes around in the mail everywhere, whatever. So she actually had us like draw little Stanleys of our own, like on pieces of paper and send them to, this is something that schools often do and send it to a place that we were interested in. So I sent it to the Yonkers Fire Department over at um, uh, this firehouse over on station. It's called Station 13. And remember, I'm in fourth grade, 2001, and we had to ask a list of questions. So I asked a bunch of questions, and many of them which had to do with, you know, 9-11. Did you have to go? Were you scared? Uh, What is it like being a firefighter? And I remember I was upset because my, my Stanley never returned. Like, they're supposed to get it. They're supposed to answer these questions and then return him to you. And then everyone in the class gets to read out, you know, their stuff. My Stanley, I think, returned on close to the last day. But when I got him back, Jordan, it was so cool. Like, they, they actually – so it was a piece of paper, like, two feet tall. They made him, like, little turnout gear, like little firefighter outfit. They gave him a helmet. They made him uh, – then they sent me back a red leather uh, photo album. And in the photo album, when I started going through it, it was unbelievable. They took him to all these different places throughout the city. They took him to the ice skating rink. They took him on the engine. They laid him down on a flat bench and they took a picture of him, quote unquote, working out. They, they had him at the dinner table with the guys and they took so much time. And they, at the, at the back, in the back of each old school photo album, they would, they used a typewriter and his name was uh, Lieutenant Dennis Anton, I think it was. And I, I remember it. That's how much of an impact it had on me. And he typed out behind each picture what, what, what Stanley you know, was doing. So it was like, yeah, Stanley's here with the boys eating dinner. Stanley's getting some fun in at the ice skating rink. And uh, they sent him back with a black eye. And I was like, what the hell happened to this? <laughs> the last page, it was him at a boxing match. <laughs> but dude, you know, it's crazy. But that little thing, you know, it, it just, it, it fired it up for me. So years later, I'm in college. I'll speed this up for you. You know, years later, I'm in college. I'm going through school, you know, very entrepreneurial. I had a failed, um, you know, website business, this social media thing I was trying to launch. And my dad, you know, I was going through college. My dad slapped me on the chest with the application. He said, hey, he was like, remember this? And I was like, oh, when is this coming up? Whatever. You know, it was the application to take the test. So lo and behold, I, I went and I took the test. And years later, after, you know, a written exam, then a physical exam, then going through everything like that, interviews, I wound up being hired. And it was my dream job. Just as I graduated college, I started the academy. 
Dude, I think that's fantastic, man. Especially like, so not, not too many people know this about me, but I have uh, a lot of um, family members that are paramedics, firefighters, and, uh, and police officers. My, my uncle was, uh, was fire chief for like 15, uh, a, a little over 15 years, I think. Um, wow. That, that chief is not easy to make either. Yeah. Tough ranks. So, yeah. So like, so I think that's fantastic, man, that it makes sense as to why you, you got it back so late. <laughs> Cause they actually like literally took their time to, to like make that impact on your life. And then look how much it transformed, you know, I, Jordan, I still have it to this day. I have it somewhere in my room or my house. I don't remember. But like, wow. I, I remember looking at it actually a few, maybe the, the second year or the first year I got when I got hired. Like I said, I'm four years in now, but I remember looking at that and I'm like, like those guys didn't have to do that. Like they went above and beyond. But the amazing thing is with this brotherhood in the fire department is that is the norm. To them. Right. Sorry, man. That is, that is the norm to them. They, they do that. And that is what it is to have this brotherhood and this fraternity in the fire department is that stuff like that, just going above and beyond and going the extra step and the extra level, it, it's the norm for, for being a firefighter. And, it, and, it's, and it's unbelievable. It's an amazing, it's really an amazing thing. Yeah, dude, honestly, I really think it is fantastic because like you and I were saying before we started recording, you know, this episode is like that one decision can, can change the outcome of your life. And that one decision for that, that fire crew to do that for you changed the outcome of your life. Like you it became did. a firefighter. It did. It took what was just a regular, a regular, you know, young kids. You know, we all love fire trucks. It's very rare that you don't have a young kid that was fire. They love it, right? We all love fire trucks, firefighters. It took that from just this, wow, that's so cool to like, these people are great. I, you know, it had an impact on me. And then to be, you know, it's still surreal sometimes to be riding around in the engine. Um, I'm on an engine company and I'm in my city. Like I, I was born and raised in the city. I still live here 27 years. So to be driving around certain places like, you know, you know, one of them Central Avenue or the Raceway Diner and just to look out the window and kids are waving now and I'm in that and I'm in my outfit. I'm like, man, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I'm truly honored. It's, I'm, it's ble- I'm blessed. Yeah, dude, I would definitely say that that's, that's a blessing. Man, like, I like how, you know, when we started off this episode, you're just like, yeah, I own a, I own a gym, but you don't mention any of the accolades that came with, with owning that gym. The fact that, you know, you were featured in 914 Inc. magazine, uh, which is a New York centered, you know, magazine uh, publication. The fact that you were just featured in Men's Health, uh, you're a public speaker because of your background in health and wellness. Um, so why... Look, firefighting, that's one thing. Now you have this entire separate career being a personal trainer, being a gym owner, being a public speaker within the realm of health and wellness. How did that, how did that transpire? So since I was, since I was young, hold on one second. Can, can we hold one second? Uh, yeah, you good. Yeah, so the whole thing with health and wellness was since I was young, my mom, that's where, you know, my entrepreneurial spirit comes from my father and, you know, my dad, my, my love for health and wellness really comes from my mom. And my mom, I remember being young, running down the stairs in a Saturday morning, 
home from school and she was doing workout DVDs or not even DVDs, workout tapes. It's old school. His name is Billy Blanks. VHS. Yeah, VHS tapes. And uh, some people listening may not even understand what that is if they're, if they're young enough. But I would sit on the couch, you know, legs crossed, watching her. And she's punching, kicking, using weights, working out. And then, you know, she really liked alternative medicine, like herbs and stuff. I was always drinking my vitamin C and different immune things. So like, from a young age, having that whole thing with health and wellness instilled in me, it really came from my mom. And she was a, a big advocate with putting me into sports. So it all, it all was just materializing. And I, I really always loved health and like science stuff. I, was I am atrocious and I have always been atrocious at math. But like science, reading comprehension, creative things like that, it was always something that I excelled in. And then with the, with the, with the fitness, um, with fitness, when I went into high, I was in high school playing football. I ran track, and senior year, I wanted to look good for spring break. I just wanted to look good for for girls. Like that was it. I just wanted to look good and get girls out out in Bahamas. So we were going to Nassau, Bahamas for spring break 20, 2010. And I remember I started working out a lot and really it took it to the next level. And kids in my school at Fordham, they started to ask me for some questions and some advice. I was, I was prepping out some meals for myself, then I would help some of them. And it just started to slowly, just this natural thing that started to happen for me. And I remember going there and I went back and I, like a couple of years later, I looked at a picture of myself and I was like, man, I looked like shit out there. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I got, <laughs> I got so big that I had no cuts. I had like one, one giant ab, no cuts. Wow just blew up. But for me, it was like, I was going through that process and it's never, it's always, you're learning. It's stepping stones. Right. So the big turning point again for me, now I had my mom, I had getting involved with health and wellness was at some point, I can't remember the complete timeline, but at some point right at the end of high school or early in college, I got hired at a vitamin shop, which is a nutrition and supplement store, you know, across the country here in New York. I got hired there and all I really cared about was going there and learning about creatine and branched chain amino acids and protein because all right, I want to get big going in there. Like, you know, this muscle head kid who's really whatever. I cannot tell you the complete opposite happened. And I started to have a love for alternative medicine, for herbs, learning about fish oils and different anti-inflammatory um, components and plant-based proteins, fibers, and where the sources of these supplements are actually coming from. What do they do to your body? once they answer them. So the reason why though, this didn't just happen out of nowhere was I had two, and really I believe that, you know, whatever someone believes in God or the universe, I believe, you know, God put these two mentors there for me. One's name was Dakota and another's name was Janice. And both of them were wizards, like magicians in their craft of knowing about nutrition and health and wellness, but especially in the supplement realm. So Janice took me right under her wing. She said I was the son she never had. And she, she really meant it. She took me under her wing. And Dakota was just a, a brainiac. And I learned all these things. And then at one point, I just dove in. I started becoming so into it. And from there, I met this, this, one, this one guy. His name is Greg Watson. Jack dude. About a year, or about three, almost three years into being at Vitamin Shop, he comes in. And this guy's good looking dude, jacked up, has a shirt on that I could tell he was, he's a trainer. And I said, hey, like, what do you do? Like, are you a trainer? Like, and he was like, yeah, man. He's like, I'm a trainer for Equinox. And that was in a different part. It's actually very close to my gym now. And obviously everyone knows Equinox. Yeah. He was like, you know, you're a cool kid. He's like, you really helped me out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, but how do I become a trainer? Like, what did you do? And he introduced me to the whole process to become a personal trainer. And 
he wound up getting, getting me an interview at, at Equinox. And I wound up becoming one of the youngest people they had hired there in a long time. So I'm like, I think maybe 20 years old and I'm walking around baby face and these guys are jacked up. And like, I'm just like learning. I followed these trainers around. Jordan, I shit you not. I followed them around with a white notebook, right? And I was just writing down all of their workouts to the point where they were like, dude, like, are you writing down my workouts? I was like, no, 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 no disrespect. I just love what you're doing. I'm like trying to learn. I never even seen this type of functional fitness. I was so used to bodybuilding. And I never realized this. So that, that was the transition. I know I'm giving you, I'm trying to really compact it for you, but my mom inspired me for the health and wellness, the fitness. Vitamin Shop was there, Janice, Dakota. Greg Watson walks into Vitamin Shop. I move on to, to Equinox. And from there, I made the choice. Once I, was, um, I moved on to what was originally uh, Transform Fitness Number 1, which is on Mill Road. And Anthony Delvecchio, a close friend of mine, and then my now partner, Brian Harrington, they owned a really small location there. Uh, not that it was so small, but it was just, it was this training studio. And it was on Mill Road, a great place. And they gave me an opportunity to kind of branch out from the Equinox corporate umbrella. Okay. And there it was just the sky's the limit. I, I just, I went, I went off. Matt, I, I want to touch on, on uh, something that, that I had noticed. And when you were, when you were saying your story is... I think it's important to know because I, I have, you know, there's a, an older demographic of people that listen to this podcast as well. And I think it's important to know that like the things that you teach your children and that you expose to your children can impact them greatly later on in life. Because if you look at it, um, Stanley, that, that situation drove you to become a firefighter. Watching your mother um, consume health and wellness you became a health and wellness coach and yep. a fitness specialist. And so it's like, I think it's important just like a little tidbit for like the, for people to understand, like the things that you teach your, your kids can greatly impact them. So make sure that you're feeding them the right, you know, material of, of things. I say that. And I don't mean to sound like, uh, like, like a Gary V regurgitator because I know people get, I love Gary but some people, they just repeat everything the guy says. So it comes across for them. When you hear it again, it's like, what the, you know, oh, they got that from Gary Vee. But he actually says so much that it's hard to say anything anymore. Right. But the, the thing is, is that with that, and this is something that he actually says, is that my parents, I was fortunate that my parents, I have a really big support system with my family, in, in my, my immediate family, my mom, my dad, my sister, but also my extended family. And at the same time, my mom gave me that nutrition, that, that, that just overall being, a, a, you know, shaking hands. I was that kid who we would show up to, to basketball games like seven years old and I'm shaking hands down the entire damn line of parents. You know, my mom made sure I had those morals and values instilled in me. And she gave me a ton of, of just support, no matter what, like, great job, good job, all of my meets, everything, all my, my sports, she was there. And then my dad, you know, he was he's an entrepreneur himself. He had businesses and, you know, he kind of grounded me. So if let's say we had a basketball game and I only scored two points. My mom was like, great job, Frankie. You did fantastic. My dad's like, he sucked tonight. He, he had two right. points. What do you mean? So you have like this one, like putting me up high and then my, my dad would ground me and bring me back down to earth. Besides the point that from a young age, as I was born into, he owned a deli and catering business out in Long Island. And then he owned a supermarket. So I was like seven, eight, nine years old boom, 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 knocking on my door in the morning, you know, in the summers or some of the weekends. 
I would go to work with him and he, I'd be like eight years old. He put me on a milk crate with a machete and now I'm cutting peppers and like <laughs> cracking, cracking eggs into like egg for egg sandwiches. And if I got a shell into the egg sandwich, we were going to have a problem. So like I had accountability and like exposure, but then at the same time it was like this amazing support. So, you know, it's, it's very important that parents, when, first of all, when your kids are saying like crazy things and their dreams sound really big, don't just support them when they're little kids, but when they turn into like preteens and teens and they're growing, still support them. And give oh, them absolutely. The funny thing is, is that you'll have parents and, and aunts and uncles or whatever it is that will, you, a little kid's like, oh, I want to be an astronaut. And that's cool until what? He's 12 or 13 or maybe 18 and you're like an astronaut. Like, and you're like, think realistic. Yeah, job. yeah. Exactly. So it's like that support was, I mean, I, it was unbelievable for me. And I, it really, yeah, it set the catalyst for you. It set the catalyst for your life. I think to, to be blunt about it. I mean, yeah, it made me who I am and it's continuing to help me because I'll be honest, I still go to my parents, you know, with tons of stuff and it's the same thing. It's support. And then it's now it's a little bit more conversation. Like let's weigh the options here. Uh, What's the pros and the cons? And then other times it's like, okay, I know when not to, and I know this is something that maybe I have to go to a different mentor for, or this is something I have to handle myself. Right. And man, I could just tell like from, from following your, like going back to, to actual just fitness in general, like I could tell just from, from talking to you, you know, a couple months ago about, you know, about the fitness industry and about your gym. um, It's like, Dude, you're seriously passionate about this. And like, I can tell just in like your energy and like, I watch your stories on Instagram, man, it's five o'clock in the morning and you have everyone in the gym, like fired up, ready to like take on the day. And I'm like, I need yeah. that in my life. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So the thing is, and even like you mentioned earlier, is like, I don't mention a lot of like those like little accolades is because the gym, the whole point of it is to, it is, it's called transform fitness and training, but it's team, tra- team transform is what we really go by. So it's like it, people see me often, you know, if they follow me, but there's so many moving components. You know, I have partners there and then also the trainers and, and our staff members, and I like to call them our team, really not trainers or staff members. They're unbelievable. So it's this really, it's, it's almost like it's crazy when you go there. It's addicting. And I'm starting to realize this more and more because as I just hit 27, it's weird to say, but like I have 19 year olds and 20 year olds that are there at times and they're coming up to me like, dude, I love this place. It's so great. And I realized that for many people, it's doing what it's exactly supposed to do. And that's be a home. It's a, it's a place that we have a culture, we have a brand, we have a bond. So it's a real team. And we say, and we hold this very seriously. We hold ourselves accountable. This is our team. This is our family. And so much so that we paint our values on the wall behind the treadmills at the gym. And it's like 5.45 a.m., whether it's me teaching the class twice a week or the other trainers who do the, you know, Leanna, John, it, they, they do the other, the other days of the week. And it's just we have to instill that energy. And people come and they get fired up. But in, you, you have to, man. For people to come to a gym at 5 o'clock in the morning or for people just to sustain health and wellness and it not get very mundane to them and, and redundant, there needs to be some sort of energy. And we're past this day and age where, I mean, some people it's fun, but you know, going to the gym and come in day in and day out and you're just kind of going by yourself. Or would you rather go into a gym, get dapped up and get hugs, and, and now you're like doing this team atmosphere. It's, so it's a lot of fun. And, and, and that's what we strive so hard to do is let's create a culture and more so than that, an extended family.
Yeah, because I'm just from personal experience and putting my, <laughs> you know, my own transparency out there is like, dude, sometimes I hate going to the gym. And it's because of what you just said, like, I'm going there by myself, I'm going there just to, you know, get that get that workout in. And sometimes it's not the it's not the best workout. But it's, it's having that team having that sense of accountability, that's going to, you know, amplify you with what you want to accomplish. And I think that's very important for for just anyone to understand, including myself, man, because I'm like, and that's why before we started recording this podcast, when I said I watch your, like I watch your content very closely because it's, dude, it's mo- it's motivation to me. I, you know, Jordan, I appreciate that because to be transparent right back is like, sometimes I look at my, you know, I, sometimes I'm constantly, all right, I'm not doing enough or how can I be doing better? Does this even help people? So like you telling me that or when I get, you know, daily, I'm getting DMs and it's increasing now as my following is increasing naturally. And this is going to touch on, it's funny you said that it's touching on what I'm going to say next is like at the beginning of the year, I, I started this whole mantra for myself called, you know, don't be a hypocrite. And, you know, in the beginning people were like, why are you posting that? Like, what does that mean? You know, is it about somebody? Is it something you know rude? It has nothing to do with anyone but your step, the mantra is about yourself. So for me, it was about myself. And then I'm using it now to help other people motivate them. And, and just naturally, you know, I'm getting a little tag, like, oh, don't be a hypocrite. The whole thing was, who am I to be just 27 years old, be a firefighter, have um, a fitness facility with, you know, that is, is impacting hundreds of people on a daily basis, social media, you know, the barbershop, my family, who am I to not live my life to its ultimate potential? And I can't be a hypocrite. Like I can't say to do one thing and, and recommend this to other people and go and talk in front of, you know, 50, 60, hundred, you know, college students or high school on health and wellness and then wake up and not be practicing the same thing myself. Right. So I kind of like start this affirmation. I kind of pound myself in the chest. Don't be a hypocrite. Step up. And it's like, live up to who you're supposed to be and be that person. Because at the end of the day, when you have this reflective conversation with yourself and you look yourself in the mirror, mirror, that's my New York mirror. <laughs> you, you, you really, you, dude, we know when you have that conversation with yourself, you know, the, uh, you're answering yourself honest answers. Yeah. It's like somebody tells you flip a coin, um, you know, put, like, let's say you, you're, cro- you're in a cross between like, you really want A and you really want B. Flip a coin and while it's in the air, right before it lands, you're going to, you'll know your answer because you're going to be hoping, oh, I hope it lands on tails. That was B. I hope it lands right. on tails. So like, I have to put with that, you know, just taking it back a bit, I have to be at my ultimate level and I don't feel like I am there yet, but I'm grinding through it day in and day out. And I notice that when I do better and I'm a better person for myself, that just because I'm, I'm, I'm helping with, you know, we are part of this team. I lead better. I'm a better person for other people. So while it starts for don't be a hypocrite or, you know, you know, for yourself, it comes right back around to that team and family thing where I want to be better for, 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 for the employees and our staff and our team that we have at the facility. I want to be better for my partners. I want to be better for my girlfriend, my family, my friends. Absolutely. I have a lot of goals that I want to really accomplish that I feel like I want to give back to my parents. And, and that's part of what drives me. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I, I can relate to that a lot because the reason why I started the preeminent and the, the five focuses of life is because I wanted to embody those five principles. And it's the same thing that you're saying is like, you want to embody the principles that you're teaching other people. So it's like, if you don't, if you don't do that, if you don't uphold that, then you're going to feel some type of way about yourself. Exactly. And it won't, it might not happen right away. 
but it's slowly going to start to eat up. And then, but when you do flip that switch and you're like feeling good about yourself, the whole thing is, is that physical and mental health go hand in hand. Absolutely. Very, very often with fitness, it's getting better now, 2018, 2019, as, as mental health is becoming more of a, uh, of a thing that we speak about, but it's, it's not so much that we think about like mindset, but so much of being successful in the gym is your mindset. And so much of having a successful mindset relates back to your physical health and, and your, and your abilities. Like health is wealth. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, show me, show me a multimillionaire. And at one point, and this is what I believe at one point in that person's life, you'll see it's not always, but for the average of them, and I'd say the, 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 the far majority, is that they take into some concern about their, either their mental or their physical health. They, they take it into play. And it's very important to care, about, to care about your body, and it's very important to care about your mind, and it's important to care about money. Don't get me wrong. I'm a capitalist in a sense where I know that money is, is a portal and a vessel to grant freedom to grant experiences that I can then share with people who I care about, you know, whether it's the team or whether it's my family and friends, which at this point they're all together. Yeah. You need to be, you need to be mentally sound and you need to be physically sound because at once you're not at a certain point, you're going to get burnt out. And as an entrepreneur, it comes and it comes quick. I know, I've, I know I've, I've definitely had my fair share of experiences of that. And I'm sure you have too. And, uh, you know, you're, you're a few years older than me and you <clears throat> probably have more experiences than I have. And you know. I used to think that, right. But after that, I met like Casey Adams and some of these other guys that I'm now close friends with and all these other young entrepreneurs, I'm like, I don't even know anymore. Like you have more life experiences, but sometimes these young, these young guys, they were, they just knew and they were exposed to it. They had the right timing, and they were, you know? So it's like that. I probably have a little bit more like life experience or, or like, you know, suggestions and, and things that I could give people. But I'm sure there's a million things that you could teach me. Like right. about many things, like real estate or yeah. <laughs> Man, I know like what you said a few things um that really stood out to me. And it's like um, you know, being being financially fit in in the sense of a really good friend of mine and mentor to me, um uh gallant dill, he kind of like he 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 made a point to me one time and he was talking about, um, you know, and this guy's, he's 27 years old. He's a multimillionaire, phenomenal, phenomenal guy. And one thing that he said to me was, I don't care about the, the, the amount of money in my bank account. I care about the amount of experiences that I'm able to live on a daily basis and the memories that I can create with the people that I care the most about. Exactly. And I was like, I love that. yeah. And I was like, Wow, that like that really that really hit me because too many people they value that that dollar amount in the bank, but that money in the bank is not doing anything for you, like at all. And that's where that's where the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for the disconnect yeah um that that there is with society and and your above average you know person is like you cannot like you cannot replace a memory. No, and that, that's the whole thing. Like money is cool, but memories are cooler. But when you're getting really into the nitty gritty of this is that money, money matters because it's going to, it's money is that memory currency. And it says, well, you could create tons of memories and experiences without money. Absolutely. 
there is a lot of great things that money does buy or the freedom that it allows you to do. A lot of people's, a lot of divorces, a lot of partnership disagreements, a lot of family issues and ties comes from either a lack or an abundance of money. But many of times in my experience, what I've seen is that a lot of it comes from either a lack of actual money present or the lack of knowledge on how to manage it. But when done in a way where like, first of all, for, for either of the businesses, whether it's Transform Fitness or the Style Society, you, have, you can't look at people that when they walk through the door, you see a money sign above their head. You have to think of how can I help this person? And once you continuously do that, and you start to deliver this premium service, these people become advocates for you. And not only do they become advocates, but then they start to become part of your family. And when they just talk about and speak about your business in a positive light, it's very natural. It's not salesy. So a lot of people adopt, in, in businesses, they adopt this mindset where it's like they care about their customers first. But what I try to do with the both sides of the business is care about the team first, care about your employees, care about your staff. And I keep saying employees, and I hate when I say, but really that team and those people that you're working with, put them on a pedestal, care about them, give them the leadership and the, and the, and, and the value that they need. And then what happens is, is what? Now they deliver the ultimate service that they can with their craft and specialty to your customers and to your clients and to your members. So indirectly, putting your employees and your team and your, in, in your, your staff first is actually putting your customers and your clients and your members first because you're saying, okay, I'm going to build this from the bottom up. And I know that to deliver that ultimate service to my team and to, uh, to my um, clients and members is to, to be the ultimate you know, leader or serviceman for, for, my, for my team. So, I mean, it goes back into the thing where it's like, is it only about money? No, because you can Absolutely. give, you can give a staff, you can give a, a team member, a staff member, you can give them a raise and nothing changes, mm -hmm. but you can, you can sit down with them and have a conversation about their goals and their trajectory of when they're, where they want to be in life and let them know that it's not just about you, but this has a high, this is about a higher calling. This is really about transforming people's lives. This is about when they come and they get a haircut and they sit down at the barbershop for them to leave feeling confident about themselves, for them to feel the swag, for them to feel cool. They want to take a selfie, throw that on Instagram and be like, just got my cut. I feel good. Like it's, it's, it's so much more than just like that barrel armor. Let's sign up another member or how many cuts did we get today? It's so much more than that. And when you understand that money is important, but it's about that experience and that exchange of what happens in between that transaction that makes all the difference. I think that's what catapults businesses. And Andy Frisella, he speaks so so great on this. Yeah, he, he really he really does. And you know, he's another he's another fitness entrepreneur for the people that don't know. And uh, he's one of the one of the biggest. I would I would think. Um, I think it's like a almost a hundred million dollar company or over a hundred million dollar company now. Um, that he that he's a part of and uh you know physically like your how you feel physically and the things that you put into your body impact you impact your mental health you said that a little while ago and uh just some like actionable things man um what are some good quality foods that will will impact you physically in a in the, the best way possible but also are going to supply you with the hormones and the you know, the things of your brain that are going to, you know, maybe help you be more productive, maybe help you think, you know, better, better about yourself. Cause, and you know, full transparency, I've really tried to do that. I, I have had in the past, I have, I have eaten very, very healthy 
and I've eaten very, very poorly. And I have noticed in my own life that when I'm on a path of like eating poorly, it, it makes me depressed. It makes me lazy. It makes me think bad about myself, but then also bad about the other people that are around me. And I know that's like, and I'm putting myself out there. Like I'm not coming at anybody else. Like I know because I've had that experience in my own life. Gordon, this is my passion and career. And I do this for a living and I could, and I feel at points, I'm, I still feel the same way you do. For any of us, there's ups and downs. For anyone in this industry or any industry that just says that they're on at all times, maybe they're towards the on button a little more than others because we just have, you know, you have that. But there's, there's peaks and valleys. Absolutely. To give everyone some tactical or, you know, real advice that, I, I, you know, beyond just, just the, uh, the motivation stuff is like, we live in this world, Jordan, of, of fast food and very slow digestion, right? We, we're high calories and low nutrients. And what that means is that everything is at our fingertips. It's so easy to Uber Eats. It's so easy to run to the drive-thru. Now, just because you're consuming calories doesn't mean that it has what's actually nutrients. So there's a difference between consuming calories and then actually eating and digesting foods that have nutrients that are going to give us the vitamins, the minerals that we need to sustain life. So small things, without me getting crazy because it can easily get overwhelming, America or anyone, we could make such tiny changes that would, that would change the course of people's physical health and mental health tremendously. For instance, deciding that instead of having constant like fast food or packaged foods or processed foods, trying to have foods that are more from whole sources of fruits, from vegetables, just the naturally occurring, like not man-made sources of foods. So what does that mean? That means you don't always need to resort to the protein bar. You don't always have to have box and microwave dinners. Instead of having boxed mashed potatoes, make homemade mashed potatoes from scratch. Instead of running to um, McDonald's because you want to get a cheeseburger, look, I'll say let's start at step one. Go for McDonald's or the fast food place and then maybe go to a diner instead to have a cheeseburger. Then maybe from the diner, now there you, you, you take off the processed bun that comes around it then we start to go maybe limit our dairy intake and our processed foods it's about doing these types of things where you're cognizant of what's going on and so much of it we're not taught at a young age and right. it's it's a sin it's it's sad but there's means and there's things out there now in social media and books where you could learn but little things like getting away from you know the whites and the wheats and going towards grains like sweet potatoes couscous quinoa um ezekiel bread um, healthy fats like walnuts, uh, cashews, different kinds of nuts, uh, extra virgin olive oils, avocados, right? Instead of having Skippy or Jiffy as the peanut butter of your go-to choice, you have maybe something that's a little bit more organic or natural, right? Then what else? Instead of, you know, we live in this, in this world where we wake up in the morning, we have coffee. We have two scoops of sugar in our coffee. Then we have milk, right? You add milk to it. Now all of a sudden we sit down and we're racing and we're running to the train station and right before we go, what do we do? We grab a muffin or we grab, we grab a bagel. And it's crazy, but we're, we think that, oh, well, it's a cinnamon raisin bagel. It, it's a little healthy, right? There's raisins. Or I'll just have the top half of it. 
Or we grab a muffin, and a lot of people think muffins are healthy. Like, oh, it's a banana walnut muffin. That banana walnut, walnut muffin, I'm telling you right now, nine out of ten times does not have any bananas in it. It's processed <laughs> with powder, and they put it in the oven, and it's baked. So you're starting your day now with coffee, with sugar and milk, with caffeine, which is one of the most pesticide-sprayed crops in the world. So right there, how could we change our morning routine? How can we kickstart our day and ignite it with nutrients or with something that's just going to have our brain working? So by the time 12 o'clock comes, I'm not on three hours of sleep, a caffeine high, sugar, dairy, more sugar from the muffin. And at this point, it's like, do I have any nutrients in my body? Do I have sleep? How long have I been doing these things? So real quick, it's number one, start making choices that are from naturally occurring in whole sources of fruits and vegetables. And if it's not fruits and vegetables, just things that aren't so man-made and packaged. Number two, hydrate your body. We live in a state of chronic dehydration. Chronic dehydration, meaning that we are constantly and consistently dehydrated. When your body is made up of over 50% of, of water, your brain has fatty acids and water going around it, right? So you have to think, are you going to run a Lamborghini or a Ferrari on, on E? Are you going to run a, Toy a Toyota or a Camry on me? I mean, unless it's a mistake, no, you're not. Put the fuel into your body that's going to make it run. You're not going to walk outside to a car and put, and put, and put what, like iced tea in it. It's not going to run. You need gas. So right. we, we need the proper fuel systems. But we've become so conditioned to this, and it becomes like, okay, honey, I'm waking up. The, ki the kids are good. Just gave them their food. And now you're, you're feeding your kids waffles and pancakes, and then you're kind of biting. You're eating off of that. So you need to create structure and balance in your life so that you create structure and balance not only in, in your family's life and your own, but then for the team around you. So that when you sit down in that office meeting, you sit down with your staff, now your brain is locked in and you're cognitively functioning at your most efficient rate. But let me backtrack again. So hydration, aim to have half a gallon, maybe to a gallon of water a day. If you're someone who only drinks one bottle of water a day, understood. We, we're honest with each other. We understand it now. What about two? Let's go for three. Little wins, right? Instead of waking up and having sugar in your coffee in the morning, I'm not saying to get rid of your coffee, but can you have maybe green tea, uh, a natural you know, form of like actual green tea? Can you have um, maybe stick to the coffee, but how about we put no sugar in it for the next couple of months? And then maybe at that point, we try to scale back on the dairy or maybe you know, we switch off to a different alternative. What about stevia? Stevia is a naturally occurring um, it, it actually comes from plants and it's, it's a sweetener. What about something like that? So I'm not saying that I want to just punch people and say, look, this is what you're doing. Rah, 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 rah. You cannot be a drill sergeant with everyone. There's two types of people. Some people can take that and they want that. And other people, they don't want to feel like that the world is coming down. So you have to go through these small steps. So we make these small changes day to day and we have substitutes and alternatives. And now all of a sudden you wake up in the morning and you squeeze half a lemon into your water. You have it by your bedside. Boom. You kickstart your digestive, your digestive process. Your, your, your blood is flowing. Everything is moving because so much of, of the world is we have to think of our stomachs and you got me going here. You have to think of your stomachs as, as your second brain. Your stomach is, you have to think of it as your second brain. What you digest or you don't digest Either way is going through your body and it's going to come out one way or another, right? Through either urine or, or, or you know, you're going to excrete it through feces, you know, taking a shit, quite frankly. So 
it's like if you're having problems and you're noticing that you're having issues with your, with your bowel movements, you're having issues with your stomach is constantly in pain or, or you're breaking out and you have a lot of pimples, but you're not going through puberty. It's like, so what's going on? Can I change up my diet? And different things like this, getting a little bit more sleep, hydrating your body, making the choice to go through um, whole sources of, of fruits and vegetables and things that aren't so processed and packaged. Those three things right there can have such a tremendous difference on your life and your lifestyle that at that point, for a lot of people, you would say, okay, you're good. And then you wouldn't make a change for months before then you, you would you know, move further and go past that. Because we can get really crazy like taking away dairy because it's one of the biggest antagonists for inflammation and, and under the skin blow. And many of us don't even have the ability to digest it. Because remember, Jordan, everything comes down to your body's ability to digest the things that you're putting into it. So it's called bioavailability. So you could pack your stomach with fruits and vegetables and with good sources of, of lean meats and, 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 and um, foods like that. Or you could wake up every day and throw a muffin and then at 12 o'clock you think that you're, you're doing yourself good because you're having you know, this, this burger or a wrap or I ate clean today, you know, I only ate twice. Just because you're not eating. People who don't, you don't have to be fat to be unhealthy. That's first and foremost. Absolutely. You know, many people think just because they're fat, you know, that, that person's unhealthy or someone's skinny, that person's healthy. No, you could be undernourished. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a stereotype right there. And I think like, I think one of the biggest reasons people, this is my own opinion, but I think one of the biggest reasons people uh, eat so poorly is because they, they can't think that far ahead. Yes. What that food is doing to them long-term. And I think that's one of the biggest issues. And I'm saying that because that was me. Like, you're, you're, so, you're so right. And um, I don't mean to cut you off, but one of the things that I speak about, and you were very nice to call me a public speaker, but I'm not. I'm just, I think I'm just someone who, I think I'm, I'm a health and fitness specialist who just speaks and on it, like, right? Trying to spread that good word with it. And, you know, the thing is, is like, I want to say this properly, but it, how does it come down? So the thing is with this, Jordan, is like you, longevity is key. Health is wealth. And we get so caught up in the day-to-day -day about making money and, and doing this and that. And, and we have to realize like down the line, and I don't have kids. And I, Do you have any, any children? No, I don't. I don't have children either, but I have family. I have two goddaughters. I have amazing you know, little cousins. I have a niece. And it's like, you want to be there for, for, your, for your family. You want to go through these things with them. And in today's day and age, all this technology, you have the opportunity to live longer. But at the same time, we're exposed to so many other things that can harm us, like pollutants and, and GMO foods and, and processed and pesticide-infested shit, artificially enhanced foods. That It's like you don't want to give – that stuff any more help than it's already doing. Like you don't need to help it out. So what you can be doing is, is you could be doing small changes that are going to help you with that longevity. Jordan, one of the great things about being a firefighter is always it exposes you to other areas in, in, in life and other people. And besides being a firefighter and fighting fires, and one of our things is that we're actually, you know, EMT, so emergency um, medical technicians, where we go on medical calls. And I'll go on medical calls with my brothers in the department and we'll have to 
pick someone up off their bed because they simply can't stand up off the bed. Or we'll have to help someone grab their hands and help them up off the toilet. And then they have to pick their pants up or sometimes we have to help them, you know, whatever. But the, um, these aren't people who are diseased. These aren't people who have, um, you know, are missing a limb, God forbid, or their body has deteriorated to a point that it was because of their suffering from some type of like debilitation. These are people that it could have been avoided. I'm not talking about 70s, 80s, 90s, but I'm talking about people also in their 50s or 60s that they didn't take care of their health. They didn't take care of their physical or, in, or internal well-being so much so that not they're at a point where they're just, yes, they are deteriorating, but that disease and whatever was happening isn't like a cancer that came and you couldn't avoid it. It's something that came upon you because we didn't take the steps properly to think about our longevity. Because Jordan, it's 2019. If you live to 80 years old, I mean, I'm sorry, if you, you're, let's say you're 80 years old, right? You're most likely going to probably make it to 90 or 100. 80 to 90 is 10 years. 10 years ago, I was 17. 10 years ago, you were what, 14? Uh, 13. 13. Like, dude, 10 years is a long time. So we have to think about that long haul. You have to think about, you have to not only care about financially being successful, but you have to think about uh, your, your fitness and your health, you have to be, your health is your wealth and it has never been more relevant than now. So like I think about the longevity, like you said, and I just, I want people to take more consideration into realizing this doesn't have to be just because you're changing the way you're eating and just because you're implementing health into your life. The first and foremost thing is you might like it. You might surprise yourself and enjoy it. But number two, just because you're substituting new foods, this doesn't mean that it's like a death sentence that like, I'm never going to be able to eat what I like again. No, have one cheat snack per week. Have one cheat meal per week. What I'm saying is don't go on a Pringles binge at 8 o'clock till 12 in the morning as you're watching Netflix. Like, you don't need to watch seven episodes of Game of Thrones while you sit there next to your wife and she's on her cell phone and you're pulling Pringles out of the container. Like, it's just unhealthy on top of unhealthy. And becoming more focused on your health and your wellness and your physical well-being is only gonna help you in your relationships. And I've seen this, I've had hundreds of clients and it only helps you with, with your finances. I've seen this and I've seen my bank account grow. Family and friends bank account grows, clients bank account grows. Putting your health as a priority is one of the best decisions that you can ever make in your life. And the main thing is that first, it's for you, but then it's for, then it's for everyone else. Because look, every, a lot of people are gonna have kids. If you don't have kids, you have a wife or you're a husband. If you don't have that, you at least have someone that you care about or someone most of all, one that cares about you. So you're doing yourself and other people an injustice if, if you're, you know, selling yourself short here. Yeah, I remember, dude, I was at an event a few weeks ago. And uh, I remember the, the guy that was one of the speakers. Um, I, might, I might butcher exactly what he said, but I hope I get the point, uh, the, the point across. He said, take the guy that's 70 years old, that's worth $100 million, that's, you know, that has some sort of sickness or, or some, some sort of disability that could have been prevented, ask him if he wouldn't give up his $100 million to be 18 again. Said so 100% they would say yes. They would give up everything to be youth again. I've, I 100% uh, can resonate, and, and I, don't, I don't know if agree is the right word, but just feel on what he was saying. And the thing is like, man, it's like, time it's like dude time is going right now right like time is valuable it's 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 moving now at what point are you going to sit there and make that decision and realize like 
time is so valuable. I might as well be in this physical state where I could, you know, look, every, some people have, man, look, have you, if you heard of Nick's, uh, I'm going to butcher his name is uh, Santa Testasso. Uh, he, um, he was born with hand heart syndrome. Right. From New Jersey. He has no, no legs. And he has one arm. Right. That kid, 22 years old, is now going to do go on a public speaking. I just met him. Go on a world tour in, in um, I think, somewhere in China or Japan. This kid, he is 22 years old, has no legs. He has one arm. Is the most genuinely upbeat, smiley, like 22, like regular kid. He works out. He goes to the gym. He cares about his health. He went into a, a, a bodybuilding competition, right? Then you have veterans who, are in, who went into war who come back with no legs, they're working out. You have children in cancer wards that would kill to just get out and experience going on a jog or a bike ride. People take their lives for granted. People fucking, they take their lives for granted. And you, you need to get that wake up. People need to be woken up. And if you weren't exposed to this as a young, at a young age, if you weren't taught by your parents, your grandparents, your family, if you weren't taught by your, 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 um, your teachers, then okay. But it's time to wake up at a certain age and realize that you're on your phone a lot, you're on Instagram, you're on Google, you see. And now you have to hold yourself to this priority. Not knowing only goes so far because you can gain knowledge the same way you and I do by reading and exposing yourself to different things and then slow and steadily, it makes a difference. So it's like you have to really start to think to yourself, how much do I value me and how much do I value those around me? And there's only so much that could be an excuse. Because you have to put yourself, you have to look through this different lens. You know, it's like if, if Nick could freaking kill it, go to the gym, live his ultimate life. When he's, when he's thriving with that disability that he was born with. When you have kids in a cancer ward that they gather up that energy and they're running around and they could play and have fun. When you have a veteran that comes back and he's missing a leg, but you still see him, you know, limping into the gym with his chin high. Who am I with... The perfect, you know, thank God, you know, knock on wood, but the, the quote unquote, I have everything that I need here. Who are we to take that for granted? And I think people really need to understand that and, and understand, you know, exactly what you're saying with it. Like, yeah, I think, I think that puts, dude, that honestly, that puts everything in perspective. It's like the time, the time is now, man. Like you can't get back. Like we can't get back the last, the last hour that we did this podcast. Okay, you can't get back what you did yesterday or the day before, but like you can create the future that you want to live by the decisions that you make today, by the decisions that you make right now. Like we said, one decision can change the entire outcome of your life. The one decision that, that Frank's mom, that your mom, you know, to, to do the, the, the health and the workouts in front of you as a little kid created in your mind that you wanted to step into the fitness realm, okay? Get into the vitamin shop, meet that guy, meet that one decision that those firefighters took to do that for you on your behalf transformed your life to become a firefighter. My one decision to quit a job that I hated to step into real estate led to me building my real estate company, led to me creating the opportunities that I have for now. Dude, you wrote a book. Like, are you <laughs> led to me, cre- led to me meeting Frank. Yeah. Like, look, as of three months ago, Frank and I did not know each other. Nope. And, and, and that's the whole thing. So like from a, from a two prong 
standpoint. And I'm, I mean, I'm just going off. On, look, I go off on tangents. Whoever's listening, like that's just how I'm wired. I was the kid who had a, my, my teachers in grammar school made me sit on like an island by myself. That's what they called it. It was like my own desk. Like I was just crazy. Oh, wow. D's and D's and check marks and conduct. Like, so my head is constantly bouncing all over the place. So I'm sorry if, if you got to reel me back in and do that. But my, the whole thing is like, people be like, well, you know, why do you want a Spartan race? Why did you just run a, a half marathon? Why do you care so much about like looking good anyway? You're going to, you're going to die anyway, you know, whatever, have fun, you know, just have the burger. But the thing's like, look, you have to, under, you know, life is a gift. And as far as we know it, whether you're religious or spiritual or anything in between, right? what I believe is that this is my one life. This is my one chance that I have to do everything that I could. So to be who I want to be for myself and to be who I want to be for other people, I'm going to put myself in these uncomfortable situations, whether it's trying to run a half marathon the morning after I wake up from an overnight shift, shift at the firehouse, whether it's running a sparring race with my girlfriend and some of the team from the gym, just because I want that accomplishment of being able to finish together and that camaraderie, like, look, you just climbed a 10 foot wall, dude, look what you're capable of. Right. Or whether it's going to these different networking events to step myself outside of my comfort zone, to meet people from all different ca categories and, and around the world and to push my ego down and say, tell me more about what you do. I don't know anything about it. And I would love to learn from you, whether they're 18 year old Casey Adams or 40 year old, you know, whoever it may be, it doesn't matter. But life is about consistently stepping outside your comfort zone and challenging yourself, whether it's with health or whether it's with wealth, it, your, your network is your network. And your, your wealth is only your, your wealth that you accumulate is always only as valuable as your health. And people need to really start to understand that to its umpt degree, because without it, you're going to be 80 years old living till close to 100. Your mind is going to be there. Cognitively, you're going to be perfectly fine. God willing, but physically we're really going to start to deteriorate yeah. or the mind is going to go too. And what a sin it is to be, Mentally sound, and I'm speaking about this thing. I'm not just talking out of my ass, dude. I'm speaking about from experiences from family member that I'm with, family members I'm witnessing now, and then also constantly every single day going on medical calls. I see people who are cognitively and mentally perfect, but physically their bodies are deteriorating, and it is an absolute sin. They, what about when you're? What about when you're? You're fucking 40, 50 years old, I don't know, whatever it is, and you want to bend down to pick up your, your grandson or granddaughter off the floor, are you going to be able to do that? What about when you're, you're, you're 60 and you want to be able to climb up the steps with a bag of groceries? To simply sit down on a toilet bowl and, and to take a shit, you're doing a squat. Now I'm going to stand up, right? All of these things play into each other and people have to look at the bigger picture and that's going to bring us down to reality and ground us because it's not just about working out for the aesthetics. Dude, more than anyone, I want to have big arms, nice abs. I want to get my legs bigger, and I want to look good. But beyond that, I'm at the point where it's like, yo, I'm playing this game of life, and it's not ending anytime soon. And if it does, I'm, I'm, at least I could say I gave it my all. Right, bro. At the end of the dude, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna wrap up the podcast right there because that was jam packed with so much information and so much like actionable things that people can do to like to really change their life to become the best versions of themselves. Like, honest to God. Um, so, bro, I really want to thank you, Frank, for coming on to the show, man. Um, I know. Look, follow this guy on Instagram. He like content almost almost every single day right I'm, I'm trying i'm not perfect yet um 
not every day yet, guys, but I, I, that's my goal. My big goal for me, right? So I, don't be a hypocrite. So I need to do what I'm preaching is I'm, I'm getting, I'm going to get at least three to four workout videos consistently per week. Those are going to be out for everyone to save and follow along with. And then all of my other content with the nutrition, like the little rhymes and, and the, the speaking and stuff. And, and anything else that anyone wants to see, if they can give me feedback, I, I would love it. I'm, I'm always all, all ears and, and open to it. But I, I spent a lot of time on my content because, you know, we all know that everyone could buy followers and, and buy views and likes. And I'm just, I'm at this point where it's like, I've made it this far and I just want to keep growing organically in the right way and just to spread. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, I want to thank you for really giving me the opportunity to, to be on the podcast and, and speaking so highly of, of me to your, to your crew and your, your listeners, you know, you, you put me on a pedestal and I'm not quite there yet, but I appreciate it so <laughs> much. You're man. an awesome guy. You're a good friend. He's too, he's too humble, but it's okay. <laughs> but, uh, but look, reach out. Look, I, I know, I don't think Frank will mind me saying this. I didn't ask him before the podcast, but reach out to Frank, DM him underscore at Frank underscore dag on Instagram, reach out to him, let him know that you came from the preeminent podcast. I'm sure he'll, he'll definitely be willing to, to take the time out of his day to respond back to you with any questions that you have. Uh, Frank, I just want to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Leave, leave our, leave, leave the audience with one, with one thing, man, one piece of solid advice that just one piece of solid advice. All right. So if there's one thing that I think anyone can take from this and I don't want to go like motivational, you know, BS cause I, I want to give them some tactical stuff with fitness and health. If there's one thing, like I said earlier that you guys could start to do is start to become very aware of the foods that you are putting into your body. And for this reason here, it is becoming easier and easier for big corporations and companies to make food at a rate that is just quickly processed and it's not coming from whole sources, meaning it's not coming from real, real sources. Take a step back. Think about all of your goals, your dreams and your ambitions that you have in your life. Think about the people who are important to you and at some point also step back and think about yourself because you can't save the world unless you save yourself. And what foods are you putting into your body? Is there anything that you could do to maybe, I'm not saying you have to exercise every day, but maybe two to three times a week. That's that next level for you. Maybe instead of drinking one bottle of water, you drink three. Maybe you like the taste of lemon and cucumber water. It's going to help oxygenate your blood flow. Do not eat passively anymore. Do not just put yourself in a position that the last minute you're starving and or not starving, but you're, I hate using that word, but you're hungry and you have to run to a fast food place just to get food and, and ingest. Take concern and take priority into what you are doing, into what you are eating and really care about yourself and realize this gift that we were given, right? We live in this world of fast food and slow digestion. We live in this world of high calories and very low nutrients and we're worth more than that. So the food is out there. The knowledge is out there. And once you start to make that switch, it's not going to be the physical state. You're not going to be like, wow, my abs are in. No, it's going to be the mental clarity that you feel first. It's going to be the energy. But most of all, guys, it's going to be the confidence that you start to feel in yourself that's going to become, contagi become contagi contagious, and that's going to start to radiate through everyone else. So if you're going to spread anything, spread those positive vibes. Take concerns into your nutrition, your health. Look, the motivational stuff, the entrepreneurial stuff is cool, but – Without having a, a healthy lifestyle, the rest of it is all void. That was that was a that was the best advice that I think I took that to heart, man. Because I'll, 
we'll, we'll get on that later. But, but man, I just love, dude, thank you again. Uh, guys, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to talk to Frank, reach out to him. Um, make sure to leave this, this podcast a, a five-star rating and review. I would greatly appreciate it. Only if you got value. I'm not asking for reviews. Yeah. I don't look, if you got value out of what we're doing, then, then leave it a five-star rating and review. That's all I can ask for. All of the links and, and, uh, will be in the description as well as Frank's Instagram. Thank y'all so much. See you next week. Thank you guys. Don't be a hypocrite. Step up. <laughs>